Hi there, this is Harry and welcome back to another podcast where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language where we look at vocabulary, spoken English, conversational English to help you improve your prospects for jobs with international companies. Whatever the reason, come to us and we certainly can try and help you. And at the end of this podcast, I will give you my contact details for you and for friends or family members that you think might get some benefit from it. So, what are we going to talk about today? Well, in this particular podcast, we're going to take a look at some phrasal verbs, and they are phrasal verbs related to behavior. And behavior is the way we do things, or the way we act. So, as always, I'll go down through them one by one, and then I'll go through them individually, and I will give you some examples. Okay, let's start. So, phrasal verbs related to behavior. Cheer someone up. Tire someone out. Calm down. Make something up. Rush into something. Fit in with. Look down on. Stand up for. Rely on. And finally, let down. Okay, so let's take them one by one. First, cheer someone up. Well, when we cheer someone up, we make them feel happy okay so usually we make them feel happy because they were probably feeling sad before that or feeling unhappy so to cheer someone up and here we've got the verb and the preposition split and we've got someone in the middle cheer someone up okay so how do we cheer someone up well we tell them a funny story or we tell them they're good or we tell them they did well or whatever we do we get them feeling better about themselves okay so to cheer someone up so make them happy make them forget about whatever the problems are and perhaps make their life better so you could have a situation where your son or daughter didn't do so well in an exam might not be so important but as always they take it to heart so when your partner comes home from work, you say, why don't you go inside, have a chat to Mary or Eileen, cheer her up. She's feeling a little bit depressed because the exam didn't quite go the way she thought. So you go in and you put your arm around her shoulder just to see what's happening. Do you want your dad to cheer you up? Yeah, so you cheer someone up. Tell him a funny story. Okay, next, tire someone out. And again, here we've got the, the the verb and the preposition split. So tire someone out, tire to tire the verb, out the preposition, tire someone out. To tire someone out means to make them feel exhausted. So when I go out and play with the grandkids in the park and I'm running around and playing football with them or trying to run around and play football with them, after about half an hour, they have tired me out. I'm exhausted. So I'm sitting down saying, I need a coffee. I need a water, whatever I need. So to tire someone out means to use up all of their energy very quickly, and then they become exhausted. Oh, that work I did last week, it's tired me out. I don't know what I was doing working so late every night. So to tire someone out. Watching somebody run the marathon would actually tie you out. You don't know how they are able to run for such a long distance. Eh? So that will certainly tire you out. Thinking of the training that you'd have to do for the 
run a marathon would tire me out. So to tire someone out, make them feel exhausted. Next, to calm down. Well, these are the words we usually use when somebody is really upset. So son or daughter come home in a bit of a panic, some argument at school and, you know, the best friend or whatever it is. And then, oh, this and all that and getting a little bit overexcited and uh, getting really upset. So you say, okay, calm down, calm down. To calm down means to take a deep breath, relax. Breathe deeply, calm down. So it's a, a way we try to get people to forget about the trouble and try and relax and try to explain it to you quite simply without the emotion. Okay, so calm down. You'll have to calm down, kids, as the teacher would say, uh, before we can start the class. No excitement, no running around. Okay, it's the first day back at school. Take things easy, calm down. Next, to make something up and again here we've split the the verb make and the preposition up make something up so when you make something up you invent a story okay so you didn't get to work on monday because well you had a bad weekend and monday came along you thought oh i can't face work so you know you rang in about an hour after uh, you got woke up and you put your fingers and you know oh i don't feel very well today i can't come in so makes it sound as if you're suffering from the flu so you make something up to invent a story as to why you can't come to work or if you don't want to go to that uh, 30th or 40th birthday celebration of some friends you say oh look i really can't go out tonight i'd much prefer to put my feet up watch a movie and can't we just make something up some excuse up yeah so to make something up make an excuse the reason why we can't come you're good at making excuses why don't you do it so off you go to make the call to make something up next to rush into usually rush into something so here we can't split we can't say rush something into rush into something okay so when we rush into something it usually means we make a very sudden decision very quick decision very knee-jerk reaction to something without really thinking about it okay and you might hear people say don't rush into any quick decisions don't rush into deciding now take your time okay so you can use it in the negative or somebody says well i told you you shouldn't rush into a decision because when you make a decision very quickly you usually make the wrong one so why don't you sit back think about it look at the pros and cons both sides of it and then decide so don't rush into a decision okay so when we rush into something we make a quick decision sometimes because we have to mm -hmm, but often we do it because we don't think properly okay you move job and after two months you're really not happy and you say to your friend oh you know what i think this was a mistake i thought grass was greener on the other sides of the fence so that means i thought it would be good from where i was but in reality i think i should have stayed and you say well do you remember i did say have you really thought about this do you really want to leave is, is it what you want just because they're offering more money and i hate to say i told you so but i did tell you yeah you shouldn't rush or you shouldn't at this stage have rushed into it okay so to rush into something 
make a very quick decision. Next, fit in with. And here we have two prepositions after the verb fit. Fit in with. When we want to fit in with the crowd, when we want to fit in with the gang, when we want to fit in with the other classmates, it means we want to be one of them, we want to feel the same as they do, we don't want to be seen as different, so we want to fit in with them. So we might buy the same clothes, wear the same clothes, we might listen to the same music, we might talk in the same way, act in the same way. So when you want to fit in, you want to blend in with everybody else so you don't appear to be different. Okay, So it's not so easy to fit in with the crowd if you move to a new school. It's not so easy to fit in with the crowd if you move to a, another country. But this is what you have to try and do. So people come to me to learn English because they want to fit in better with their colleagues or people that they have to talk to on conference calls and Zoom calls and they like to know what small talk they can use so that they can fit in with their colleagues before and after the main conversations. Okay, to fit in with. Next, to look down on. When somebody looks down on you, it means they look down their nose, it means they look at you as if you're not as good or as valuable as they are, okay? So this was a little bit of snobbery, yeah? So, oh, she looks down on those poor people, meaning she might sound as she feels sorry for them, but in reality, she has no feelings at all, and she looks down thinking, oh, disgusting, what are they doing here? So to look down on somebody is to look down your nose or think that people are not as good as you are or make them feel as if they're not as good as you are. So you might hear somebody saying, well, don't look down your nose at me, yeah? So, or the king and queen or somebody else in high authority look down on the poor people outside their castle or their palace and throw them some breadcrumbs, okay, to look down on other people. To stand up for, and here we've got the, the verb stand and then two prepositions up for. To stand up for what you believe in is a, an expression, meaning you should always put forward your ideas and you should always believe strongly in your views and not let anybody knock you off course and don't let anybody persuade you otherwise. If you genuinely believe in something, then you should stand up for what you believe in. Okay, So if you don't agree with bullying in the school, then you stand up for that. If you don't agree with ageism or sexism, where people are somewhat biased to older people or somebody because they're male or female, then you should stand up for what you believe, meaning tell people what you believe in, don't be persuaded otherwise, just because everybody else feels you're wrong doesn't mean you are wrong. So stand up for what you believe in. Don't go with the others just because there's a bit of pressure. You can stand up for your friend when somebody starts complaining about something. Say, well, it wasn't his fault. He didn't do it. So you stand up for them. Okay? It means you give them support. You have, as we say, their back. You're there to, to help them. That's what good friends are for, to pr protect, stand by in good and in bad times. Now, you can't quite literally stand up for the old lady who gets on the bus and she's got nowhere to sit. So you are sitting on a seat. So you stand up for that lady and offer her your seat. Okay, so that's quite a the, the quite literal meaning of it. 
to rely on. Well, we all need to rely on somebody at some time in our lives, and to rely on means to depend on somebody, or we need them for something. So, I'm relying on you to finish the project. I'm relying on you to tell me the truth. I'm relying on you to help me get this work done. Uh, your children rely on you to protect them. A husband or wife relies on their partner to love and help them in difficult times. Or if they're sick, to, to help them get over their illness. Or if they're out of work, to support them financially. Whatever the reason, one person or other people will rely on somebody else. Okay, So we rely on. We rely on our governments to govern our countries correctly. The government rely on us to support them in whatever their policies happen to be. Rely on, depend on. Place our trust in somebody to rely on. You could quite simply use it, you know, if you're waiting for the plumber or the electrician to come and fix something and you say, oh, look, this pipe burst over the weekend and I had a mini flood in my kitchen. I managed to stop the water, but I'm really relying on you to come as quickly as you can to fix it. Don't worry, madam, I'll be there in an hour, hopefully. Yep, so you're relying on somebody to help you, relying on the plumber to come and fix the burst pipe. Okay, and finally, let down. Well, there are many ways in which we can use it. To let down somebody means usually to disappoint them. Yeah. So when we talked before about the lady relying on the plumber to come and fix her burst pipe, she might at the end say, well, hopefully you are reliable and you don't let me down, meaning you don't disappoint me by not turning up or turning up late or not turning up at all. Okay. So please don't let me down. Okay, so we let down somebody when we disappoint them. We let down somebody when we do something that they didn't want us to do or we didn't do something that they expected us to do. Either way, they will feel let down. The teacher, when she goes out of the class and tells the class to be quiet, she just has to go to talk to the head mistress or the headmaster for some minutes and when she comes back there's absolute chaos there's shouting and screaming she said you've really let me down I thought I could trust you so you're going to have to stay in detention for 30 minutes at the end of the class okay so let down we can let someone down gently so if we have to tell them some bad news we have to find a way in which we can break that news to them rather gently so Okay, if you have to give them bad news, let them down gently. So that's what your wife might say to you. If you have to tell them we can't go to the cinema or we can't go on the holiday because of this or that, then let them down gently and, you know, they'll be disappointed. But don't just go in and say, okay, bad news, you can't go to the cinema today. <sighs> say, give them a reason, make up something or give them an excuse, but let them down gently, okay, to let down. Okay, so there's phrasal verbs related to our behavior, the way we act with people, the way we relate to people. So let me give them to you one more time. To cheer someone up, make them feel happy. Uh, to tire someone out, make them feel exhausted. Calm down, to relax. Make something up, invent a story. Rush into, making quick decisions that usually backfire. Fit in with, feel 
with the in crowd, yeah? Okay, to fit in with people or others. Look down on, look down your nose on somebody to make them feel inferior. Stand up for, to stand up for your beliefs, what you believe in. Rely on, rely on to give your support to somebody or somebody relies on you for support. That shoulder to lean on. And then finally, let down, to disappoint, to let down. Okay, so phrasal verbs related to behavior. I hope you've enjoyed this particular podcast. And as always, if you want to contact me, well, then you can do so on www.englishlessonviaskype.com. Always happy to hear from you. Always happy to get your suggestions. And as always, if you have a friend or colleague or somebody that you think will benefit from this, well, why don't you pass on the details? And while I'm talking about it, we can always arrange for you to have one-to-one lessons, or family or friends, if they've got something that they need to improve, well, come along to us. It might not be me specifically who will give you the lesson, but I've got lots of teachers working with me who are really, really good, lots of experience, all professional teachers. So if you need some help, you know where we are. Okay, as always, thanks for listening. Join me again soon. Music.